Welcome to our expert session today. And today we are talking about something that comes up a lot on the show. And that is sales. If you've been watching the show over the years, you'll know that one of uh, Kumar Padiachi's pet peeves is the fact that many entrepreneurs that sit in front of us as panelists have got no sales strategy. They are not deliberate about their sales. It's something that defines the difference between success and failure. And so we've decided that uh, over the next couple of weeks, we we're going to put a series together on actually what is sales strategy so that that people out there who are just going day to day, just trying certain things, might uh, take some lessons from these, uh, this series and start to become more deliberate uh, and strategic about their sales. Today, uh, Kumar and welcome. Today we're going to talk about uh, target market selection. Who do we want is, is an important starting point. For me, it's the number one starting point. Because to the extent that that's not uh, purposefully chosen, then all the poison emanates thereafter because you're just going around like a rat and mice running to score a deal without any forethought. So that's why I think we should devote some time to talking to target market uh, selection. Um, And one of the things that this entails in my mind is it requires an entrepreneur to pause and perspective, just reflect on their sector or their landscape, call it, and then they look at it and say, right, if I'm supplying this service or I'm supplying this product, forget at the moment what's unique. My, what I advocate is rather start with who are the different, what are the different target markets within this game? You may find simplistically a corporate target market, a mid-sized target market, a consumer. You know, it depends on what you're doing service-wise or, or product-wise. And within that, when you plot that, you can see who are the different competitors, what they are doing in that target market, what the pricing margins are, and you want to go a little bit, in my view, on the road less traveled, mm. the white space, you know, uh, almost like a blue ocean type strategy. So if there's everyone hoggering on this point here, then what's going to happen? You're going to just be competing on price. Whereas if you've selected your target market properly and uh, wisely with a long-term trend, not something that's happening just for the next year or something like that. What are the trends, the long-term trends that are affecting this market? And one selects that target market according to that, then you can be relatively in a space on your own from a profit perspective, competition perspective, and then you can zone in on the competencies or the things that are going to make you unique in that target market. Mm. So this is more at the the strategy level. So what you're saying in the strategy before we even start to sell, Hmm. we have to think about where we where we want to play. Okay, but but a thing that I often hear is that that's all very well for you to say. You know, you you, like how do I I actually interpret this market? Are are there tools out there for me to interpret my market? So let's say I'm I'm a glass manufacturer. Like for for me. so how would I get that information, or do I just have to intuit it? Well, it's a combination of both, number one. And number two, it's not an event, it's a journey. Yes. It's, it's, it's not something you can flick a switch, went into a room, one hour, bless you, my child, you know, you, you think someone gave you the answer. Mm. So you can't, in my view, well, you can try, but I wouldn't hire a consultant to give you the answer. Mm. If it's your trade, if it's your sector, you need to master that. So it comes from 
reading up globally, locally about this sector or this landscape that you're playing in, studying your competitors, not to copy them, just to learn. Listening in on the sales conversations. If your salespeople are having, and you're listening for the nuance, what happened there, what didn't happen there, why, little words and subtleties, research. So it's a mixture of analytical stuff with research reports, Google the stuff, you don't have to buy it. Mm. Uh, visiting customers, asking questions. You're not selling anything. You're in observer mode, mm. very meditative observer mode. So I think an entrepreneur, not think, I strongly believe an entrepreneur needs to own that part of the insight learning themselves. The mistake that I see entrepreneurs make too often, small uh, businesses, is that they interpret their target market as the first one or two sales that they make. Yeah. So they might, they're, they're in a certain market, they hit a chalik, uh, to, to use a, uh, maybe a bad expression, they make a sale and then they think that's my market and they might even worse, they might then do another sale in, a, in, in, in the same market and then they interpret that that's the market and they haven't gone, yeah. so it's a, almost a false positive. Yeah, it's, it's a confirmation bias, right? Yes. It's confirmation bias. They're getting confirmation of this is what's happening. Yes. So they think it must be right. And maybe they're dealing with the wrong target market there because maybe their price is too low and so the people are coming to them, oh, I scored a luck here. Mm. And so they're thinking, I'm, my model and my product is great. Yes. Meanwhile, they're coming to you for the wrong reason. It requires a dispassionate discernment. Yes. You know, if you are feeding on the, the energy or the love of others, mm. then that affirmation is the wrong thing for you. Mm. You know, it may be misguided. It's a philosophical yeah. thing. Now, you, you know? touched on something incredibly important, and maybe this is a little off topic here, but I think, it's, it. I think it's, it's critical. In this very boardroom last week, I, I had a, a, a small business here, two, two young men talking about the, the fact that they're in these four markets. But when I interrogated it, it, uh, those four markets that they're in, that they had decided those were the four basically areas that they were going to focus on, three of them were, were completely the wrong thing, just by asking somebody else, or, or by me probing and, and looking for those false positives. So the, the off-topic thing that I, w I want to talk about here is where do you get that dispassionate input? Because very often small businesses don't have the capability to do it for themselves and the reason, so let me finish the thought, the reason is very much we're in the mode of small businesses of putting on masks and selling the world something and very often we sell ourselves the BS as well. Mm. So the dispassionate discernment comes firstly from yourself, you've got to almost reinvent yourself. But you can do it, not everyone can do it. Where else can I get? How do I get that? Okay, let's assume someone can't do it. Then I would, I would, and we're still evolving in our development journey. I would focus on those customers that you can see are able to have a bit more candid conversation. Mm. You know, so if I've dealt with ten customers, you've got to know your customers intimately well in that early stage of market selection. Mm. And you see, these one, this one here blows me over and just tells me all the niceties. Yeah. This one gives a little bit of critical or candid feedback. Now you know, okay these three that can give candid feedback, let me cultivate another relationship with them. I've yeah. done that yeah. many times over the years. Yeah. I've said, listen, I want to have a separate conversation with you. I want to pick your brain. Yes. And let's have a cup of coffee. I want to ask you a couple of questions. And in there, I've got some scripted questions because I've thought about it beforehand and some questions that just come on the fly. But I know the personality of that person, they're likely to tell me like it is. Yes. 
without fear or favor. Yes. You know? And I think that's very important because I, I'm just being very practical now yes, because I get, I that, get that, that. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant suggestion. Just, just um, and the last piece that I might want to put in here is uh, customers is, is the one, one space. Um, certainly don't use people in your, your immediate circle as another because they only got a looking for a brutal uh, mentor. Yeah, you okay. know the people that go to idols. And they suck, you know, some of them, you know, yeah. that woody thing. And like, why do they go there? No, my family and my friends said I was great, I should enter. Yeah. Yes. So that's what you're saying. Right? Yes, don't go to those. Don't go and get the information from the people close to you. Go further out uh, from that. It's uh, 10 minutes has come and gone and we, we have to go. We have to go. Yeah, I know, but we've got a couple more weeks to talk about this. Uh, next week we're going to talk about uh, how do we actually go to this market once you've identified it how do we go to the market well that's it uh, for for this section today do stay tuned uh, for my reflections on the entrepreneurial journey well it's time for my entrepreneurial reflection for this week and today i want to take uh, a feather out of uh, the carlson dutz uh, cartoon strip as you see on your screen uh, it's called the Entrepreneur's Torturous Week. You know, Monday there, you see all the retail king, why should we buy from you as Carlson walks across hot coals. Tuesday is we demand a pay increase, you know, all the issues we have with our own staff. Wednesday, we'll get back to you that terrible pain of waiting for answers from clients. Thursday, we'll buy from the one that survives. You know, always our clients are put, putting us up against our competition as to who's got better pricing, who's got better quality, who's got better value for money. And, uh, and then, of course, the, the, on Friday, you see their clients saying, we need a proposal by latest tomorrow. And uh, at the end of a work week, you're exhausted, and now the client has these incredible demands on you. But you've got to do it because you need it. Now, why this, I think, is important for us to entrepreneurs to understand is that, that as an entrepreneur, we have chosen uh, this life and that this is not God picking on us as entrepreneurs. But to be an entrepreneur is, is a tough choice to make. And we have demands we, uh, every day, every minute of our journey as an, an entrepreneur. And I just want to maybe be a little bit vulnerable and talk about something that happened to me a few years ago when I was going through a particularly rough time at Racecorp. And uh, my neighbor, who happened to be a big uh, corporate uh, OD, that's organizational development guy, said to me that, Alon, you've got to change your mindset about what you do. I said, what do you mean? He says, you know, do you ever, ever hear about cyclists talking about how sore their bottom is that they because of the, the seat that they sit on for hours and hours. And I said, well, no, well, I don't think so. He said, because they have a different relationship with their, with their seat, is that they know it's going to be painful. They know that after hours and hours of sitting on that seat, it's painful. But it's part of being what a cyclist does, is to have a sore bottom. And so they have a different relationship with their seat. And, and that completely resonated with me. I mean, I took a huge amount of time to actually reflect on that. And he was completely right. As uh, entrepreneurs, this, this journey of pressure, this journey of being let down, losing clients, losing staff, 
all this, all this pain that we experience is part of our journey. We've chosen and we have to, cho we have to develop a different relationship with it. And once you've developed this relationship with it, that it's normal and just part of our journey, you can let it go and you can start to create and build a bigger future. So for those of you who are feeling the pain, change your relationship with your seat. Well, that's it for my entrepreneurial reflections for today. Do remember, if you think it, write it down and make it a reality. For every business challenge, there's a solution. The Big Small Business Show is made possible by MTN Business. And by Chartered Accountants of South Africa. Lead your industry with a responsible partner. Partner with the CASA today.